0: This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is, we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're bonded, or we're wearing leather, we're being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, God. <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex.
1: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. American Sex with Ken Melvoinberg and Sonny Megatron.
0: Hey listeners, it's Sonny Megatron and...
1: Ken Melvoin Berg. And
0: you are listening to American Sex Podcast. We have got a wonderful guest this week.
1: I'm super excited about this one. I know I say that every fucking week. But this week, it's about pot and sex.
0: Yes. Ashley Manta, the canna herself, is with us. She tells us how to combine cannabis and sex. Plus, we talk a lot more about other sex stuff, living with herpes, all sorts of great stuff. But before we get to that, do you notice anything different about us? Hmm? Don't we
1: sound better?
0: Don't we sound wonderfully delicious? Don't we have voices like velvety chocolate? Butter cashmere. What? I don't know, but it's that's really soft uh, and smooth. It sounds like
1: something I want to put on my dick.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'll give you some velvety chocolate butter cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say, and I guess I'm failing, and I'm just making Ken horny. Which is that failing? Not really. But what I'm trying to say is, yeah, we do sound damn good because one of our amazing supportive listeners visited our amazon wish list and bought us new microphones with like the arm and the whole thing and the oh, i love it and so, i can't
1: say how much i appreciate this because i can finally I, I can actually talk at a normal level without having to be hunched over like i'm playing uh like twister or something
0: or like what's the little guy in peanuts that plays a little piano and he's always hunched over that's how you were on your like schroder yes <laughs>
1: That's was how Linus? you were. Was it Linus? Linus.
0: It was Linus with the blanket and the Yeah piano. Linus with
1: the blanket. Schroeder was the one. You now could... I'm more like Linus because I've got a blanket fort. Apparently we have bleed going on so we need to have some sort of a screen instead. I'm inside of a fucking pillow blanket fort.
0: Yes. Our, because our microphones are so good. This is our so recording good. studio.
1: Like, we should take a picture we of this. We should.
0: Yes. We're gonna. Our Our microphones are so good now that the bleed we have between each other's mi- microphones is intense. It's like our podcasting is like on the rag and we had to buffer him in a and a pillow for it, and it's pretty fucking funny but we're still really happy about our microphones we just now need to get a little some kind of buffer between us but
1: soon we'll have like a completely professional studio at some yes. point yes
0: Well, our first step was throwing our $10 crappy plastic cheap little karaoke mics away. Woohoo! So thank you so much, generous listener, for visiting our wish list. We really, really appreciate this. And so do the other listeners, because we no longer sound like shit. Yay! Or that as much like shit. I don't know.
1: I don't think we sounded like shit, but we do sound better. Yes. By the way, thank you to all of you for supporting American Sex Podcast. You know what? Some of your support helps us financially by contributing to our Patreon or visiting the the wish list that we have and just helping to support us Uh, is one of the best things that you can do. And you can do this for free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can tell your friends about us. You can tweet about the podcast. You can subscribe to it. Or you can review us on places like Apple Podcasts.
0: And now we've got another way you can support us that will not cost you a dime. So, well, it won't cost you an extra dime. So listen, if you shop on Amazon.com, you can choose to have a portion of what you spend go to American Sex Podcast. So how it works is this you use our link, which is bit.ly, b i t . l y slash Sunny Amazon, and that navigates you right to the Amazon homepage. So you shop like you normally do. You pay absolutely nothing extra, but a small percentage of the profits that would have gone to Amazon from your sale, they go to Benefit American Sex Podcast instead. So that money helps us keep producing the show, providing you quality content, getting great guests, and helping us grow. So it is a wonderful way to help financially support us without having to pay anything extra or grow that much out of your way. So all you have to do is navigate to Amazon using our link bit.ly slash sunny Amazon and anything you buy in the 24 hours following qualifies and will divert a small percentage of Amazon profits to us. How simple?
1: Now, Speaking of simple, oh whoops, I tried to put my hat on my microphone, and that didn't to work at all. <laughs> your
0: hat was your microphone was a cowboy. Hi, it, I'm, your uh, I'm your microphone.
1: <laughs> are you being Southernist?
0: Is, is that a thing? No.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm making that shit up. Okay. I was like, okay.
0: wait, I was getting you all the side eye in the world over the pillow fort.
1: I couldn't see you. <laughs> so, speaking of pillow forts and sexy places to build pillow forts, we've got a new sponsor this week. Woo-hoo. Kink B&B. Now what I want you guys to do is think of Airbnb but for kinky spaces. Spaces that it's okay to do all sorts of kink related stuff in and some of them even have dungeons inside of them. Kink B&B is a subscription based community that will help you find kinky play spaces around the world. They have 475 approved properties in over 250 cities around the world you can choose from. On kinkbnb.com you can find anything from a fully equipped dungeon to a place where you could spend a wicked night with your partner in a sex-friendly space perfect for orgies and for swinging. Now, Kink b also knows privacy and safety are of the utmost importance to you. They don't keep any of your information on a cloud and are committed to building a reputation network for their users to guide online interactions between them. They are continually adding new guests and spaces to their library. If you have a play space, Kink b is a great way to to spread the word and get it out and about about your space and to get a little extra money in your pocket. It's always free to list a space with Kink b by the way.
0: Kink b supports any level of involvement by your host. So they can like just simply offer a platform to connect you to a kinky property or vice versa to going all the way to handling payment and doing the booking for you. And listeners, of course, we've got something special for you. This is what you are waiting for. You can get 50% off your first six, months of a Kink BNB subscription by using the code sunny that's S U N N Y in the coupon field at kinkbnb.com perfect
1: now, today, we are going to do something a little bit different, and in honor of Ashley Manta, we are having a lot of really, really complicated uh, theories and words about a very simple subject, cannabis. So we're going to give you guys kind of a primer on how things have changed over the last couple of years. Because The first thing that you need to know about is that there's really two sections that we're going to discuss today, software and hardware. Software, that's the stuff you're going to consume. Hardware, that's the stuff that you're going to consume with. These days, there's all different sorts of strains, and the number one best way to identify what it's going to be a positive or negative effect for you, like if it makes it so... It's more artistic, or you get dry mouth, or you get the munchies, or it's something that relieves stress and depression. You can find out all of those basics by going to Leafly.com and identifying that specific strain. Next thing you should know about the strains is that there are three types. There are indicas. That's a stronger sort of medicinal pot that comes from Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Uh, There is sativas, which come from equatorial regions around the world, and it tends to be a more artistic buzz. And then the third thing is hybrids, which are a combination of indicas and sativas. Pretty much everything is a hybrid these days, but this will help you sort of get a basic understanding of it. Next thing you should know about software is that it comes in all sorts of different forms. Now, you've got your regular flower, which is the sort of weed that everybody is accustomed to. That's the stuff that you roll up into a joint. You have edibles like brownies, like cupcakes ice cream, soda, all of that is inedible. That actually is a concentrated form of cannabis that makes it so that it's just a little bit stronger. And it's the same thing with um, some of the newer products out this these days like Wax, Dab, or Shatter. Wax, Dab, and Shatter is a concentrated form of cannabis that it comes from hash oil, and it's turned into a caramel-like substance that you then either put on the end of a nail or you smoke it in a special rig. Uh, Last is oil itself. Oil is concentrated cannabis that you can put into things like a vape pen. Now, for hardware, you have your regular old bowls, you have bongs, you have chillums, which are actually a very old form of smoking device, and you also have uh, vapes. Now, vapes are uh, take a little bit more explanation. They're an electronic form of smoking, and they vaporize whatever you put in it. So you want to make sure, though, that the one you get vaporizes just weed, just dab, or just oil. You don't want to combine all three, even if the device says that you can. Cross-contamination of different forms of software will sort of gum it up a little bit bit. So you need one for each type of thing that you're going to consume. There are two types of vapes you need to know about. There are full machine vapes that sort of sit on a desk and there's personal vapes that are sort of like a vape pen. Now, this is all a lot of stuff to take into consideration, but it'll help you sort of break down all the basics of everything to do with cannabis these days.
0: You notice, listeners, how I was completely silent. I don't think you've ever heard me that silent ever. Even Ken in our private life has never heard me that silent because I know absolutely nothing about pot, cannabis, whatever you call it. And included in our interview would be the time that I didn't know so much. I tried edibles and nothing happened. So I kept eating edibles and then I freaked out. So that is coming in the interview. You get to hear all about that. Before we get to our interview, I want to give a big congratulations to Sam, who won last month's giveaway sponsored by Castle Megastore. Sam won a harness glass dildo. Now, we're doing another giveaway in December. We will be announcing it over the next couple of days. So keep your eyes on SunnyMegatron.com slash giveaways and AmericanSexPodcast.com. I'll add it to the show notes once we have that link. So. Anything else, Ken, before we get on with it?
1: On with the show.
0: Let's okay. get high. Let's get high. Enjoy, listeners. With us, we have the one and only Ashley Manta. Now, Ashley's become a sought-after authority on mindfully combining sex and cannabis as part of her canna sexual brand. As a professional sex educator, writer, Coach and facilitator, Ashley helps people navigate these topics to make sure they are interacting, loving and feeling their best in and out of the bedroom. In March, she moderated a panel at South by Southwest titled The Surprising Health and Sex Benefits of Cannabis. She was a contributing writer to com from 2015 to 2017 and currently writes for Dope Magazine and Culture Magazine. Her work has been featured in Newsweek and L.A. Weekly. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hello, sunny and Ken. Thank
2: you so much for having me.
0: I am so excited to talk to you. There's so many I miss you. Yeah, we I miss you.
2: I have to
1: you. say I you. miss you terribly.
2: It's been a really long time.
1: It has. Yeah. Oh. oh sigh. Okay. All
0: right. Ken, I'm <laughs> looking to you for transition.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sitting here having a sigh. <laughs> Ken,
0: <pick laughs> up God, we're Come having off. a moment here. <laughs> we're having it, a moment. Right, Go sorry. fuck
1: yourself, Sunny. I'm, I'm right. having <laughs> a
0: moment with <laughs> Ashley. I'm sorry. Let's have our moments together. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. I did send
2: Ken my boobs for his birthday, so I feel yes. like we're still connected a little. <laughs>
0: nice. A lot. <laughs> Although we are far away. oh, connected by boobs across the miles. Right.
1: I love the internet. I love oh, living The today. internet is great. So I got the best stonerific item ever today. I got the new um, Kindle that comes with Alexa. So when I have my Kindle on my stomach and I'm watching movies because I'm too stoned, I can just tell it what to do as opposed to actually touching any buttons. It's that awesome. It's brilliant. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm it's very
0: envious. I see if it were me, I would probably be afraid that I would say things twice, say things twice because I get like that when I'm stoned, stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I either said something twice or maybe just never said it at all. If I you could were not a mobster, you'd difference. be like
1: sunny two times.
0: <laughs> or maybe exactly. sunny no times.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sunny. I don't know how many times. All right. So
1: let's get to business. Let's do that, Ashley. You are actually a Renaissance woman. That you have a bunch of different subspecialties, and it's one of those that I want to talk today. Um, we heard you do an amazing panel at um,
0: Playground Thank Playground you. Thank you, Playground Toronto.
1: Conference in Toronto. He Toronto.
0: making the signal like my brain I'm, I'm having is a not senior working. moment. Something's yeah. going on.
1: It was an indica that I smoked. I should have done a sativa. Right. Um, but yes, <laughs> so saw you at Playground, and you talked about herpes. And I was wondering if you could touch a little bit sort of on the 101 of STIs and tell us a little bit about herpes, because that's kind of your specialty.
0: Right. And I have to say, Ashley, that you are, I think, the first person that I had seen talk about like the things that we're afraid to talk about, one of which being herpes and to talk about it from a personal point of view and to make it like really accessible and like it's cool, guys. You know what I mean? So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. You actually changed a lot of hearts and minds.
2: Thank you. That means so much to me. And I have to to give credit where credit is due. Reed Mahalko was the one who inspired me to come out about having herpes because he is out about having herpes. Uh, he has HSV-1 and he discloses that very openly and readily to anyone who cares to listen. And I remember hearing him talk about it back in 2013 and I was like, wow he's so free with it he doesn't have any shame around it it's just like nope this is what it is and and i decided i think i'm gonna come out on the internet about having herpes because man that is gonna save so much time like just just google me you'll find out everything you need to know about sleeping with me
0: was it hard though like when you first are like all right i'm gonna press the button and do the first blog post or whatever were you like oh shit my
2: only hesitation was actually around my boyfriend at The Times mother because she followed she we were friends on Facebook, and I was worried about like what she would think about me being out about this and dating her son. And, and? she was actually completely fine with it, which was nice cool. and and nice. very supportive. So my anxiety was completely for nothing. But yeah, I was just kind of like, you know what? If people can't handle this, if I get haters, if I get bullshit, which I totally have. (laughs) I've had like really awful articles written about me on like alt-right websites. But all of that, like I don't let that shit bother me. I'm just like, you know what? It's more important for me to be open and honest about living with genital herpes, that it's not that big of a deal, that I can still have a full, healthy, pleasurable amazing abundant sex life that i am not you know a sexual pariah and
0: i want people to know that so give us some of the i don't know the the hard concrete details i've heard a statistic like it was like one in four people how many people have some form of herpes
2: Statistically, specifically for genital herpes, um, over 25 million Americans ages 14 to 49. So 16% of the population have genital herpes. Um, 80% of the population have oral HSV-1.
0: Okay, and HSV-1 is oral herpes. HSV-2 is genital herpes. However, they can crisscross, right? They can. So how does that work? You can
2: have genital HSV1. You can have oral HSV2. They can switch places. It just tends to be that it's more likely to show up orally as HSV1 and generally as HSV2 because that's where the viruses tend to like to be. But if I have a cold sore and I have oral HSV1 and I go down on you while I have a cold sore present, you can get genital HSV1. Right. So that's kind of how that Happens. And that's a very common. Um, I'm, I'm finding that more and more among folks that I talk to who have recently gotten diagnosed with genital herpes. It's becoming more often that I'm hearing, oh, yeah, I have genital HSV1. And I'm like, oh, somebody went down on you and didn't tell you that they get cold sores because they're like, oh, it's just a cold sore. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, it was interesting because I didn't know that they could cross areas until I came across a woman that was a long term partner of mine who had HSV2, but on her nose. Because she went down on somebody who didn't, uh, you know, admit or or wasn't talking in an open and honest way about what was going on with her outbreaks. And it transmitted. And so anytime she had an outbreak, it happened only on the end of her nose, Mm -hmm. which I think is way more common than people realize. Mm
2: -hmm. It's so common. And exposed mucosa is especially susceptible to transmission. So it is actually easier to get herpes if you have a vulva than if you have a penis genitally
0: would it be easier though for penises who are uncircumcised to get it because they do have more of a, a mucosa than a circumcised penis yes. Is there a difference okay
2: i imagine um i mean i don't have hard data on this but i imagine because of the mucosa in the foreskin um that it would be easier in that way
1: i think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of, and i actually heard this it's like in the neighborhood of 36 percent to 52 percent increase In different STIs, depending on what you have, just because of the surface area of mucosa. Uh, And I think with HSV2, it's around the 36%.
0: So, Ashley, for the person listening to this who is either does have some form of HSV or doesn't, but may have a partner that has some form of HSV, how, what does safer sex look like when you have HSV? Well, condoms cover it? Is it only when you have an outbreak? Like, what are those details?
2: So those details, um, shedding occurs um, for genital HSV2, shedding occurs 15 to 30% of the time, um, which means it can, the virus can shed and you can transmit the virus when you're not having an active outbreak. It's called asymptomatic shedding, um, you're most contagious, of course, when you do have an outbreak present in the days right before. So, um, often when people get outbreaks, they get like prickly sensation, um, sort of like a pins and needles feeling at the site of where a sore is going to be. And when you start to get those prickles, that's when it starts to be contagious. But it's most contagious when you're having like a sore present. So I tell people to avoid contact with the genitals altogether when they have sores present just because it's easier. Like pick a different area of the body and focus there until the um outbreak is cleared. It only takes a week, 2 weeks tops. And and there are other things you can do. Although, if you're still feeling really randy, like if I had a sore like on my labia and my partner was like, "How about I just like throw on a glove and finger you?" I'd be down for that. Like you're cool. Right. But it is skin-to-skin contact. So condoms help. Antiviral medications help. But nothing is a foolproof prevention method because it's from skin to skin contact.
1: So if you have HSV-2 and you're fluid bonded with another person that has HSV-2, are the considerations different for outbreaks or are they the same?
2: If you both have HSV-2, especially if you both have genital HSV-2, for me, it's kind of like canceling it out. Like you're not going to get more herpes so the only thing that an outbreak could do if you are playing together while you have one is the other person. It might set off an outbreak in the other person, but it might not. When you have two people who playing who have herpes, like, it's kind of like not having
0: herpes. Okay. It's like math.
2: It's like math. <laughs> They cancel <laughs> each other okay, out, right? Okay. It's, like, it's like fractions. And, like, they've also found that if – I'll use my my own example in my life – I have genital HSV-2, my partner has oral HSV-1. So that is not going to inoculate him from getting HSV-2, but it makes it significantly less likely that he's going to get it because he already has HSV antibodies in his system.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: Now, can you talk a little bit about HSV and shaming?
2: Oh my goodness, I absolutely can. (laughs) People in this country are complete jerks about STIs generally, but most especially about herpes. Uh It is really kind of the redheaded stepchild of STIs. I can't even watch progressive comedy late night shows without like freaking Trevor Noah or Seth Meyers making herpes jokes. And I just want to like shake them because it's such lazy comedy.
0: Right. Yeah. You
2: know, there's memes out the wazoo, you know, Diamonds are forever just like herpes. Um, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except herpes. Like it's just, it's everywhere. And so there's so much fear and shame and, um, and really like cruelty toward people who are living with herpes, even though it's really not that big of a deal. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to cause any real long-term health issues like the first outbreak's not particularly fun admittedly it's it's kind of sucky but then it's over like if you can live through having the flu you can live through having a herpes outbreak like you're sort of sore and achy and yeah you have sores on your genitals and they're not fun but like you take medicine you take care of your body you drink lots of fluids you rest and like it's over but people treat it like it's the worst thing ever and god if you see like the trolls on twitter
0: oh tr- they're cruel. twitter trolls are awful like they're oh, the yeah, worst they're and, you know so that they're bad. the
1: people that made me realize what a big um difference there was from different disease to disease when it goes mm-hmm. on like for example if somebody has hpv that's a form of cancer and nobody says jokes about cancer they say fuck cancer right and it's fascinating to me that they have this fascination with shaming people that didn't try to get something on purpose. It's not, I mean, generally speaking, there are like a huge, or there's like a, a fringe of people that try to get diseases. There's actually a fetish for it, but that, that's like less than 1% of the population.
2: It's not fair to the people that have it like they make a lot of assumptions about the kind of person you must be and the amount of sex you must be having if you have an STI, which is so fundamentally like flawed and not based in science because you can get herpes from
0: your grandma you know, kissing you kissing when you are Yeah, exactly yeah.
2: right. Um, you can get it from somebody that you don't know who has it, who doesn't know that they have it. And it could be your only partner in your whole life. Right, right. It's just it doesn't say anything about who you are, or the kind of person you are or your sexual health habits or anything. It's just a thing that can happen if you have sex. If you're a downhill skier, you might break your ankle. Right. There are things that you can do to try to not break your ankle. But it could happen. you if you do, right. you, 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 know, you call a doctor and you go and get it taken care of and you like go through rehab and like you take care of yourself
0: that's all you can do. So now a lot of people that I know, they are trying to be very proactive with their sexual health, and they get tested regularly. And, you know, a partner will ask, you know, when was your last test? And they, you know, do everything that they're supposed to do. And they say, Oh, I had a full panel, everything came back fine, you know, da 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 da. But most of the time, there aren't herpes tests in what we hear called a quote, unquote, full panel, correct? Correct.
2: A full panel, um, I used to work at Planned Parenthood, and a full standard panel was chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, and syphilis. Um, you could optionally get hepatitis tested for, um, especially if you uh, self-identified as an IV drug user or um, things like that, but – No, herpes, you can't just like walk in somewhere and say, I need a standard panel. And they're just going to be like, sure, let's test you for herpes. In fact, um, at Planned Parenthood, they won't test you for herpes unless you're having symptoms.
0: And why is that?
2: The reason for that is twofold. Um, one is that the tests for, you can test in a couple different ways for herpes. One is um a swab test where they actually swab a sore and and send it off to the lab to be analyzed. And one is a serum test, like through your blood. And the problem with a serum test is that it's not super reliable because it doesn't tell you where the herpes exists. Okay. It just tells you that you have the virus present in your body. And you might never have an outbreak. And if you never have an outbreak and you have – like Reed this is this is Reed's life. At some point he got tested for HSV. They said he had HSV1 um antibodies, but he's never had an outbreak so he doesn't know where it is. Oh, okay. So it's he discloses to all of his partners and he lets them know. He says, you know, never had an outbreak. I have I was tested for HSV1 at some point, but I don't know. So, you know, use your own best judgment and do what you need to do to feel safe. Which is all you can do. Um, it's really important when you are having sex with a new partner or, or any partner, but especially a new partner to like have a conversation about. This is the last time I got tested. This is what I was tested for. And know what you were tested for and know what the results were. Don't just say I'm clean. Right.
0: And that's what of, I wanted to ask to you say. about. It's like I'm clean. A lot of people say, "Oh, don't worry. I'm clean." I and I hate that shit. Why you hate that shit? And I know why, but I'm asking on behalf of the listeners. <laughs> I know
2: on behalf of the listeners. Um so what happens when you say I'm clean to indicate a negative STI status? is that you're implying that people who have STIs are dirty. And that's a false dichotomy because it's not that way. As Nina Hartley likes to say, hygiene is a state of fact. Dirty is a state of mind.
0: I like and I was thinking that like you know if I'm gonna be called dirty I want to own it and be like hey I'm dirty but (laughs) it's a whole different context
2: exactly like I am a dirty 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 girl and that has nothing to do with the fact that I have herpes (laughs) so yeah it's it's just a shitty thing to say and so I really encourage people to like pay attention to the language that you're using if someone discloses to you Pay attention to your body. Like, are you cringing and like, or are you saying, ew, that's gross? Or are you making judgments? Like, I really encourage people, if someone does disclose, to say, hey, thank you. It's a really courageous thing to put yourself out there that way. It's the responsible thing to do, but it's also really fucking hard. So, like, to say thank you, thank you for caring about my consent. Thank you
0: for letting me know so that I can make an informed decision. And if the person makes the informed decision not to sleep with you, are they an asshole?
2: No, they're not.
0: And why? They're really like,
2: not. As long as they're not a dick about it. Okay.
0: So if they're like, hey, like, I thought about it. I'm you know, saying all the nice things and da, da, da. But I would rather not put myself right. at risk. But, you sure, know, that's not a choice I want to make with for my body. Cool. No problem. Now, do I
2: necessarily agree with the choice No, because you're way less likely to get herpes from someone who knows that they have it than you are to get it from someone who has no idea that they have it, who doesn't even think about it and thinks that cold sores are cold sores and not herpes, Uh, So I would personally much rather sleep with someone who knows that they have herpes and who can take care of their body and know when an outbreak's coming and maybe be taking like suppressive medications or lysine, uh, which is an amino acid supplement that you can get over the counter that promotes membrane health and um, has been found to reduce the frequency of outbreaks. Like I would much rather sleep with someone who knows that they have herpes than someone who doesn't think that they have herpes, right? But well, that's me. That
1: makes more sense though, because you know, I bet you're more in tune with when outbreaks happen. For example, like you can feel or it when coming they're out coming, of, yeah. yeah, when they're coming. For sure. So we're gonna sort of uh, wrap this portion of it up a little bit, and we're gonna go to break in just a second. And when we come back,
0: I want to get high. I don't. Get- <laughs> I'm not really gonna get high, but we're gonna talk <laughs> we're, we're gonna about gonna talk cannabis. about cannabis, right?
1: Yes. All right.
0: I know you're fancy, and I know you've been eyeing some of those luxury sex toys, haven't you, you frisky little fox? Well, I also know that you enjoy a good discount, don't you, dear? You now can get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping, at luxury sex toy retailer Lelo.com with discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you heard me right, 20% off anything your little heart, or, well, <clears throat> other parts, desire at L-E-L-O.com using discount code S-U-N-N-Y. Yes, dear, you can thank me later. Castle Megastore once you see their sex toys you'll want more I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song but I really dig Castle Megastore so that's my gift to you Castle your very own theme song and you listeners get a gift too if you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY that's S-U-N-N-Y when you check out you will receive 20% off your order that's amazing Castle Megastore mega store when you get your sex toys you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money you'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like oh my god give me water there's the best orgasm ever we're back okay so now let's get high (laughs) and then i got high so (laughs) Um, so i'm really not gonna get high because all right I'm really interested to talk to you about all of this sex and cannabis stuff. Well, one, because it sucks. And two, because in theory, I support the use of cannabis. I think it's wonderful. I think it should be legal. However, personally, I wig the fuck out. And I wish pot would do the wonderful things it does to all the people to me. So like... I'm going to get some good information here, so maybe I can actually have a good experience with marijuana. And
1: I want to talk about this for just a second as well, because I have been a long-term medicinal cannabis user, like almost my entire adult life, going into 30-plus years of smoking weed and, or consuming cannabis in some way, shape, or form. So I am obviously a huge proponent of it.
0: <laughs> you have to say, you're like smoking weed, and then you got all adult. Consuming can- cannabis. cannabis. Ashley. Early on when we met and you were smoking pot and becoming the cannosexual that you are, you had said that at one point in your life, you were completely straight edge and you were like anti-marijuana. So how did you suddenly become Ashley Manta cannosexual?
2: I was totally anti-cannabis in my early life. So wait, before I get into that story, even I'm going to do a little quick mini lesson on nomenclature and why people in the cannabis industry call it cannabis and not marijuana. Okay. Um, which is that marijuana actually has a lot of history, the term, um, that's very racist.
0: Really? Yeah. Yes. I did not know this. Explain how and why.
2: So prior to 1910, the word marijuana did not exist as a word in American culture. Um, cannabis was used and like pharmaceutical giants like Bristol Myers and Eli Lilly used to include cannabis and cannabis extracts in their medicines. And it was like hashish was the cool thing among like elites and all of that good stuff. Between 1910 and 1920, 890,000 Mexicans legally immigrated into the United States trying to get away from the civil war that was happening. And the government decided that they were completely freaked out about the Mexicans who were coming into the country and the things that they were bringing with them, one of which was smokable cannabis.
0: Ah.
2: And so in the 30s, there was this guy named Harry Anslinger, who was the first director of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. And he launched this massive smear campaign against cannabis and – Said some really horrible racist things about, um, people of color and cannabis use and that it's satanic and like jazz and swing music are part of it. And it's all from like marijuana use. And so it just became this huge, like this was what led into reefer madness. And, and so marijuana, um, they started using the term marijuana to make it sound scary.
0: Wow, I did not know that. I mean, I knew about like the whole reefer madness thing. I didn't realize how rooted in racism it was. And would it become illegal? And was it 1937? That random fact I know somehow, right? Yep,
2: 1937. Look at that. And that was at thanks to Anslinger and his work to make it demonize. Can't it.
0: remember where my keys are, but I remember the year Pop became illegal. What is with my brain? I don't know.
2: So it's not like, I wouldn't call it a slur because a lot of people still use it like medical marijuana is the term that's used in in government regulations and things like that but in the actual industry people much prefer to use the latin name for the plant
0: which is cannabis. That's good to know. Now I I don't want to say marijuana anymore. Cannabis. Can I say weed though? You can totally say can weed. Can I say Mary Jane?
1: You can say the reefer.
0: The reefer? The, the ganja. The wacky tabacky. Um, <laughs> oh,
2: <goodness. laughs> Maybe maybe not that
0: okay, one. Okay, <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> so there is a bunch of different uses that you use cannabis and sex together. And, what, and I was just having a conversation with somebody last night trying to explain to them a little bit about it. Can you tell me if there is, in addition to the products that you would use on your body, um, is there any sort of ingestible that you recommend for a particular type of sex? And if so, what strain? Ah, for example, that's, if that's you knew somebody question. who wanted to get a great hand job, what strain would you recommend to go along with I hand job what's just the pairing there pick that up, no you no know. no i thought about this cuz it's ashley
0: no i'm saying <laughs> if someone it, it's oh, you oh yeah, yeah yeah i have a first cousin's <laughs> brothers that asking really has, dot, likes dot dot hand asking for a friend exactly <laughs> all right so if ken wanted a hand job what should he smoke yes
1: <laughs> okay
2: so here's the interesting thing about that when i was still a baby can of sexual and i didn't quite understand the finer points of cannabinoids and terpenes and the the science of how cannabis works, I was very quick to be like, oh, sour diesel for this and Granddaddy Purple for this and blah, blah blah blah. I have learned over time, um, and the reason I've sort of started to stray away from recommending strains is for a couple of reasons. One, everything is a hybrid at this point. So sativa indica hybrid are almost useless terms at this point because they very rarely actually correlate to effects. Okay. Um and they tend to not be accurate in terms of, like, everything – almost everything is a hybrid at this point except for land race strains, uh, which are a particular type of strain that's, like, pure and it's from, like, the original spot that it was grown in the con- in the country of its origin.
1: Um, I mean, these days I use things like Leafly.com to help me see what sure. a specific strain oh, will and, and will not Leafly do. Leafly
2: is great. The problem, even though with Leafly, is – A blue dream that I get from this dispensary in L.A. could be very different from the blue dream that I get from that dispensary in L.A. And the blue dream that I get in Los Angeles could be very different than the blue dream that you get in Chicago because there are so many, like, phenotypes and and all different, like, strains even within – one strain right
1: even if you have clones Um, of a mama plant you're still going to get like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy exactly
2: and people cross-pollinate and and sometimes people it's not even the strain that it's supposed to be they just put that strain name on it because it's very recognizable and people are more likely to buy something that they recognize than you know uh plant number 375 a F, you know,
1: right? I just got some Hellraiser OG, and the only reason I bought it is because it was Hellraiser OG. It was totally exactly. I, I don't care what it did. It's Hellraiser. I mean, how fucking cool is that? So I- how fucking <laughs> cool is
2: that? So they they've taken to naming things that you know sound cool, and sometimes you know what's the difference between Gorilla Glue and Gorilla Glue Number Four, and what are we going to do when the, the Gorilla Glue company sues those guys and have to they have to shut it down because it's copyright infringement. You know, all of those kinds of things. So all of that is to say, I no longer recommend strains for the lack of specificity because it's really hard to say like a blue dream is a blue dream is a blue dream because it's just not. And even if they were exactly the same plant or strain or whatever, it might not affect you the same way it affects me. Because of the way that we metabolize the cannabinoids and terpenes and tolerance and set and setting. And like there's so many factors. So I don't want this to sound like a complete cop out. Like, well, you know, it depends. But like it really does depend. So what I tell people to do is when they get a new product or a new strain, write down where they got it from, what the name of the strain is, take a picture of it so that you can look at it and compare to future stuff. And then write down, like use some of it, either smoke it, vape it, however you want to consume it, use it, wait for it to kick in, and then masturbate and figure out what it does to your body. Does it make you really tactile? Does it help your brain relax? Does it make you feel creative? Do you get really talkative? Do you get sleepy and out of it? And then you start to amass this body of data that is specific to your body chemistry And from that place, you can start to be like, okay, so I got this blue dream from this dispensary on, you know, in downtown Chicago. And it was from this grower. And these were the, this was the breakdown of cannabinoids and terpenes because hopefully in the future, you will have lab testing data at when you buy cannabis products. That's, that's what we're moving towards as regulation starts to hit in various states. And so you can say, oh, okay, so this was 25% THC, and it had um pinene and myrcene and limonene in it, and it made me feel like this. And so if I find other breakdowns that look kind of like that, I can pretty reasonably predict that it's going to have similar effects. And so we found that, like, cannabinoids are not just limited to THC and CBD anymore. There are hundreds, literally – um, CBG, CBN, and they all do different things. And then there's terpenes, which are the things that make the plant smell a certain way. So, pinene smells like pine. Limonene smells like citrus. Um, smells like hops. Uh, beta-caryophyllene smells like black pepper. So, Each of those do different things. And so they work in concert with the cannabinoids to create this entire effect that they refer to as the entourage effect.
0: This is so complicated like i feel feel like (laughs) i feel like i walked into like a 301 level class and i'm like i didn't do the prerequisites i don't want to make a spreadsheet i just want to get high and have some good sex and not be paranoid what do i do then what do i do like where do i start if i want to say like i want to rev up my libido and i i don't have spreadsheets and lots of money to try different strains i'm just like totally reasonable did i get
1: a hand job Yes. (laughs) did i get the hand job we got
0: a hand job let's say we're the weekend in washington state because this is a true story by the way we went to the pot store we did not leave the hotel room for two days it was like we had all
1: we were in tacoma we had all these intentions of going to seattle and we had a 24-hour chinese food place on one side of the hotel and the dispensary on the other
0: yeah and i have to tell you okay so i was thinking of you while i was because like I said, I don't agree with or marijuana or not marijuana, cannabis, Oh, cannabis, erase that word. Okay, cannabis does not, <laughs> the wacky tabacky does not agree with my system. Okay. And mm-hmm. I get really paranoid and I get freaked out and I almost get to the point of like, just before hallucinating like i really wig out and so yeah. i did a bunch of edibles and i made the mistake of going well i don't feel anything. okay wait i'm uh, gonna
1: i'm, gonna, I'm gonna preface this story by saying that <laughs> she took one five milligram edible and then i had some altoids and some breath spray and she's like let me try the breath spray and she sprayed it once and she goes I don't feel anything. Let me do it again. I'm like, no, 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 no! Don't do that! Don't do that! And pretty soon, pretty soon, it was mm -hmm. three milligrams, six milligrams, nine milligrams, twelve, and she was up to like forty-ish milligrams in.
2: Holy fuck! And and at that point, I
1: took a nap because um, I just I'm an experienced cannabis user, and just got I did what I did, had a snack, fell asleep, and she's up in the twilight zone. So I'm thinking of you,
0: Ashley, because I am on the bed we had double beds. I'm on the bed. I can't move. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I'm going to die because I'm forgetting to breathe. I thought the TV was talking secret messages to me. And I was like, <laughs> like yeah. and then I thought I was gonna die. And the closer I got to feeling like I was gonna die, the more horny I got. And I, I've never oh gotten horny God. being high. So then I'm like, <laughs> the closer I get to death, the horny it feels. And then I start thinking, I wonder if death is like the best orgasm anyone could ever feel. So then I and I was like, I can't move. And I'm like, I want to wake up Ken to have him like do something to me, like eat me out something, but he was passed out. And so then I started thinking, this death orgasm seems really great. I think I'm just going to forget to breathe and die. And then I'm like, are you out of your mind? And I'm like, but it's probably going to be a really good orgasm. Oh my god, the TV talking secret messages to me. I mean, and I couldn't move for like I don't know three hours. It was. It was horrible and amazing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to get like the the great orgasmy horny feeling without the I'm going to die and the TV is sending me secret I, messages.
1: I think we can safely say start with not taking forty plus milligrams <laughs> all at once. But
0: okay. I don't get. I, I've never had like the sexual feeling before. It was the first time that sure. pot gave me a sexual feeling.
1: It, but you know I. <laughs> Try ramping up slowly, dude. I mean, don't don't go for the twelve pack. Have a beer. Have a beer first, and then maybe two beers. All right.
2: So, so let's do some um, some quick basic beginner important things to know. Um, Edibles can take up to two full hours to kick in. So, if you took five milligrams, which is actually a lot to start with, if you're a newbie, if you have low tolerance, um, I suggest starting with one to two and a half milligrams. Oh my god! I'm so glad (laughs) you can't OD on cannabis. (laughs) I'd be dead. Tiny little amounts. Um, and when I was still a baby can of sexual, and I didn't quite realize how much my tolerance was greater than most of my peers, I would hand out five milligram like mints and have people be like, holy fuck, I'm so stoned. And I'm like, shit. In fact, apparently my friends have started calling it getting ash lead. Like, That's not what I want to be known for. <laughs> I felt really terrible, but I, I chalk it up to not knowing better. And now I know. And now I try to to let people know. Start so, so small with edibles. One to two and a half milligrams. Wait two full hours. And if at two hours you still don't feel anything, then take another maybe milligram to two and a half milligrams. Like tiny, tiny, tiny amounts. So that's step one. Step two is Use the least amount that you need to get the results that you're looking for. So if you're looking for increased arousal, if you're looking for those yummy feelings, and you don't want to get paranoid, first of all, you can use methods that don't get you high at all. Um, you can use a high C B D product, either an edible or a tincture or um a vape or even like a high C B D strain, uh like a Harlequin or a canatonic that's like five to two or or three to one CBD to THC because CBD actually counteracts the psychoactive effects of THC.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm learning so much. Um,
2: yay. That's the goal. <laughs> um, so if you find that like the thing that keeps you from being able to have like super, super pleasurable sex is that you get stuck in your head or and you're really anxious and like you can't get into your body, I recommend starting with like a high CBD product so that you can kind of quiet those anxious voices in your head, the ones that are telling you you have things to do or your body's not perfect enough or that's like distracting you in a hundred different ways the way our brains do. That's a great
1: place to start. I want to turn it serious for just one second. Does getting high mitigate consent?
2: Excellent question. That's arguably the most important question that you can ask when it comes to sex and cannabis. Um, So my rule – with new partners or newer partners, anyone who I don't have, like, a really lengthy body of trust established with um that I would be willing to, like, trust to know my yeses and noes in the moment, I tell everyone across the board to negotiate before you medicate. Mm. Excellent advice. Right? So figure out what it is that you want to co-create together and – it's a useful exercise to be like, okay, where am I right now? What do I need? What am I going for? What am I trying – like, are we going for, like, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me sex? Or are we going for, like, slow, lovemaking, like, passionate sex?
1: Or what about getting high and then getting choked out?
2: That is certainly <laughs> <laughs> I would – I would certainly caution that the person doing the choking should no, not be high. Yes,
1: I one hundred percent agree, and they should know um, what they're doing and be trained, and either medically or in martial trained.
2: arts. Yes, yes, all of those things are super important. Like I know Nina Hartley is like not even a yes to choking anymore Um, because she's too worried about like putting pressure on the vagus nerve.
1: Yeah, there is a genuine concern there.
2: Um. So, and and that's you know your mileage may vary. Do what you feel comfortable with, but definitely with training and oversight and the person doing the actions should not have any kind of psychoactive stuff going on in their brain.
0: So if I'm doing a BDSM scene and I'm topping someone, I shouldn't be high. But if we have a rapport, if I have a rapport with my partner and they're my submissive and we've negotiated beforehand, they can be to enhance their experience.
2: Absolutely. And if you have, let's say like arthritis in your shoulder, and you fatigue easily, like whipping or flogging or whatever as the top, you could put a topical on and that's not going to get you high at all. Like you could take a bath in THC and it'll never get you high.
1: Is there a good, it to- was there a good topical of- for arthritis? Cause that's something Sunny has. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Um, there are several. The ones that are. Include CBD and THC tend to be the best because of the entourage effect. But
0: do, Uh, do, like, can you absorb the THC through your skin and get high or no? No, you
2: cannot get high from topicals. Okay. So, um, the one that I really like that can actually ship to all 50 states is a company called Apothecana.
0: What? 50 states? I'm writing this down right now.
2: They have an amazing extra strength pain relieving spray that I actually have started taking to conferences with me, trade shows when people like their knees hurt, their backs hurt, their shoulders hurt, their feet hurt. I pull out my little Apothecana extra strength pain relieving spray and people are like, oh my God, I feel so much better. And that's been really nice.
1: So I want to sort of switch like uh, avenues a little bit. And since we're talking about topicals, let's talk about Thoria. Now let's uh, in cannabis lubes.
2: Yes. And Sunny, that's actually one I would really recommend for you.
0: Okay, I tried Um, it
1: and I don't know if I didn't
0: do it right because it was like it okay. Like I, or maybe I was so hyped up and I was expecting like my vulva to see Jesus and to speak in tongues. And like, I was, I, my expectations were too much. I was like, eh, it's all right. Admittedly,
2: like, the media has oversold genital focused cannabis topicals. Like they talk about this like 15 minute orgasm and like, get your pussy stoned and blah, 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 blah. And it's all sensationalist headlines. Okay, um,
1: But I, I've actually found it amazing for me personally because when I'm doing stuff anally, um, it's hard for me to get anything bigger than a finger in. And it completely relaxed me and made it so that it was comfortable to take something of a normal size.
2: That's totally real. And it, it is miraculous in that way. It, just, right. it
1: didn't make me see Jesus in and like, of itself, right. but it you made it post- possible. You right. To you don't
2: fit Jesus in your right. Maybe
1: it fit Jesus in my ass. <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: You don't even feel Feel it necessarily, other than you notice an absence of pain. Yes. And for me, I notice a stronger, more powerful orgasm. I would agree with that as well. That my clit has more what I would call stamina. Because my clit, (laughs) without any kind of assistance from cannabis, my clit can handle like one to two orgasms and then it kind of taps out and it's like, okay, we're done now. Don't touch me. With cannabis lube, uh, it's more like six. Eight orgasms. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. Ten orgasms. Everything's great. Just keep on
0: going.
1: So the, there are um, a couple of medical conditions that I'm curious about how it affects us. Specifically, I get a lot of questions about vaginismus. Can it? Ha- I have vaginismus. And can you explain what it is too? Yeah, please.
2: Yes. So uh, vaginismus is pain with penetration. Uh, it's often something that ha- for me personally, I am a trauma survivor, and so as a result of my trauma. Um, when something tries to penetrate me, my body tries to shut it down and like involuntarily clenches. And so that can cause pain, right? With penetration. With the addition of foria or another cannabis topical, I don't have that pain, and I'm able to have sex pain free, which is a complete game changer for me. And that's actually what led me to canosexual to begin really with, um, to kind of go back to the question that we had that you had asked Ooh, in full
0: circle full
2: circle um, so the way that you do topicals for genitals uh, it's most effective on vulvas because of the exposed mucosa it absorbs but it takes 25 minutes to absorb so you can't just like put it on and go you have to actually plan it out and be like oh I'm gonna have sex in half an hour let me just spray this on let it kind of marinate and do its thing and then go to town. Um, a lot of people who don't have the effects that they expected do try to use it as lube. And it's not really lube. Calling it weed lube is actually a misnomer. Maybe it's I did that. Like Maybe
0: I went too weed quickly. weed marinade. Yeah. Weed marinade. I like that. I'm pasting my turkey, honey. Give me I'm half an hour. Turkey.
1: Now, I read an article about a Vice.com reporter who swallowed an entire bottle of Foria, which is, first of all, one of the stupidest things that I've ever heard somebody do. But can you comment mm-hmm. as to that?
2: So, yes, I read that article and I was really annoyed by it because that's totally not what it's designed for. It, it seemed more
1: like Jackass than Vice. I mean, it, exactly. it was just a stupid stunt. Like I,
2: I expect a higher level of reporting from Vice and I was really disappointed with that particular article. Here's the deal with drinking or otherwise ingesting for you. Likewise, if Sunny were to spray it on her bits and you go down on her – It becomes an edible when you put it in your mouth.
1: We totally did that when we used it.
0: Did we? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I didn't realize. That's the first thing I wanted to do. Did you get high?
1: A little bit, yeah. I I want to see what your pussy. I have like a brownie pussy. Like a, like a.
0: Oh. It was nice.
2: Your pussy can get someone stoned if they go down on you after you've used a THC infused. Oh oh my god! and Then I can be like,
0: look at him. He's high on my pussy. (laughs) pussy. It
2: is. Oh, your pussy has swagger at that point. You're like, hell yeah. So, so yes, if you put it in your mouth in any way, it becomes an edible at two and a half milligrams of spray. Uh, at least that's what oh. breakdown is. each spray is two and a half milligrams. So if you put six to eight sprays on your pussy, which is the recommended dosage, that's a pretty substantial edible, depending on your tolerance.
1: Now, as far as marketing goes, can Foria only be bought in California or can it be bought anywhere that, uh. Cannabis is recreational legal. Like, what are the what are the rules on on that?
2: The deal with cannabis products is that they can't cross state lines. So, anytime a product wants to launch in a new state, they have to set up a manufacturing facility in that state. Currently, Foria is only available in California and Colorado. However, they just came out with a CBD only spray that is uh, able to be shipped to all fifty <sighs> states because it's hemp derived CBD. Um, it also contains a number of essential oils, which I'm not as excited about. I, I tend to be a less is more person when it comes to putting any kind of substances on my bed. Yeah, bench, I have so anal fissures. Like and if
1: I'm using this in my butt, like essential oils are going right. to sting like a essential motherfucker. Essential
2: oils, if, if there's like cinnamon or Oh, my
1: God. Oh, orange, my God. Yeah. Right? That's just It's that's like <laughs> boiling terrifying. hot lava on the sun in my ass. Right. Oh, fuck that.
2: So wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that if you have any kinds of sensitivities. I like FORIA's original product because it only has two ingredients, THC oil and coconut oil. Like, uh, yeah, that's,
1: simple is better.
2: That was where I lived. Like, that's cool. There's another company in California called Quimrock that I really like, um, that they have cannabis oil, coconut oil, and then tea tree oil. Tea tree oil? Okay. I'll get behind that. I put tea tree oil on my bits when I'm having a herpes outbreak. So. That's not new. Like I've I've had tea tree oil on my genitals before. It feels kind of nice. But it, but again, I've I don't actually, know
1: if I'd want that in my butt.
2: You might not, and so you know, doing the DIY is actually a really great option for people who live in prohibition states. Like I actually wrote an article for Leafly like s- eight months ago about making your own cannabis lube at home
1: Ooh, and how you can do you, it. Can you give us that information? Yeah. We'll put that in the show I notes.
2: Absolutely put that in the show notes. Um, my friend Lauren Gibbs, who lives in Colorado, gave me her recipe and she had never used it for genital application. She used it as a like oil to drizzle on popcorn and like put on salads and things like that. But you can use it for whatever you want if you use an oil that's body safe, which means a plant derived oil instead of like, you know, petroleum.
0: derived right.
2: <laughs> Don't put that on your yeah, shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's absolutely an option and, and I would encourage folks to do that. And now that there are oil infusers on the market, um, there's an amazing one called Levo, L-E-V-O, that um, it decarboxylates the flower for you and infuses it.
1: What do, what does that mean? What does decarboxylate? Uh,
2: excellent question. My eyes start to glaze
0: over like – oh, I
1: know gosh, what it means but I'm asking just in. because I need you to do yes,
2: Um <laughs> So when, t- when the plant is growing and when you have just a bud – the form, um, of THC that's in it is called THCA So it's the acid form of THC. And to get to Delta 9 THC, which is the psychoactive version of that's THC. That's the stuff that makes heat, you high, right? That's the stuff that makes you high. You have to heat it. Um, and so decarbo, the process of decarboxylization. Say that five times fast. Decarboxylization. Is-
0: is- okay. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Do that on
1: my balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> cox- the <That> sounds like <laughs> such a great idea, Um, is the process of heating it. So what you would do is like grind up as much as you're going to use, throw it on a cookie sheet and put it in the oven at like 200 degrees for 45 minutes. It's going to make your house hella smell like weed. So I would also have like maybe like cinnamon sticks boiling on the stove or make cookies at the same time or something if you have neighbor concerns. But um, this machine, the Levo oil infuser, does that for you. So you don't have to fuck around with it. Cool. And you can just put the flour in, do the thing, and it infuses your oil. And it's beautiful. And I hope to be having one of my very own very soon. That
1: is awesome. And you you will have to let us know and we will spread the word far and wide. Now, I have Absolutely. one last question for you. What is the best new product on the market for sex and cannabis combined?
2: Mm, the best new product. I'll tell you the coolest. The
1: coolest new product. New product. That's perfect.
2: The coolest new product um, is actually if you are familiar with Mistress Matisse out of Seattle, mm-hmm. she came out with a line of cannabis lube that is water based. Oh, it's called Velvet Swing, mm-hmm. and as you know. Oil degrades latex. So the one drawback to using cannabis oils genitally is that you have to use non latex condoms. So nitrile, polyurethane, or of course, no, no condoms at all if you're fluid bonded. Um, but having a THC and CBD infused water based option is a really nice alternative. And so that's currently available in Washington and in California. Nice. Um, and you know, Matisse is amazing. Like she's a badass in the BDSM world and and she's just like a lovely human i got to hang out with her at the dope industry awards uh, a couple months ago and and she's just a delight and um the chemist who developed it is a woman matisse obviously is a woman so it's a woman-owned company which is really rad and uh that's a very exciting development in the world of sex and
0: cannabis nice so ashley this is a lot of stuff like my brain is just like oh <laughs> so where can people go and i'm like, just gonna
1: go get high in a minute right, I know. <laughs> where
0: can people go we should actually do an episode kim where you get me really high like on 40 milligrams actually of Ashley, edibles.
1: would you be willing to do another episode with us where sunny gets and high we just and just
2: get high and talk shit i would be so down for that in fact one of like my my ambitions later in life when i have like my own house and, and things is to take people on Guided journeys using cannabis and potentially other plant medicine, um, and and like really kind of curating curating an experience for people because you're coaching now, right? Enjoy doing. I am. I love doing coaching. I love helping people figure out what kind of experience they want to have, either you know, a micro experience or like in their lives, what do they want to create? And I love doing sex and relationship coaching. And so I've started doing a lot more of that. And it's really been like feeding my soul. I love teaching. I love standing in front of a room and and educating people. It makes me so happy. And it's really nice to be able to go deep with a person one-on-one. And to be able to see, like, very tangible results in their lives and be able to, like, track that over time as opposed to, like, sitting in a class where it's just kind of a one-off and, like, I might never see that person again. And I know that I I gave them good information, but, like, to really be able to tailor it to what they want and need has been just, like, no end of awesome for me. So
1: So I think that would be interesting to have a coaching session with Sunny just to help her, like, go from a level one cannabis user to maybe a level two cannabis user.
0: You can coach me while I'm really high. (laughs) Why don't you – why don't you
2: guys come out to California? Yes. Stay at my apartment. I live a mile and a half from the ocean. Oh, that's awesome. I will take you on a full cannabis journey supervised and we'll podcast and it'll be that will be amazing
0: yeah so let's in the meantime if someone wants to contact you for coaching or find out more about what you do sex and cannabis all that stuff where can they go to find you and to get more
2: so you can find me on my website ashleymanta.com slash coach if you're interested in coaching and that'll take you to a uh, page where you can fill out a nice little intake form and I'll get a hold of you and we'll schedule a session. And you can find me on Instagram at Canasexual, Twitter at Ashley Manta. Um, I'm on Facebook. I have a Canasexual page. And I also have a secret Canasexual group where I like answer questions and give free advice and like share my product recommendations. And so if you're interested in that, I can add you to the group. Uh, we currently have almost 250 members, which is really exciting.
0: I'm in yeah. the secret group. I'm one of the cool you are kids. In the secret
2: group. You're so cool. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I I feel like I don't belong. I'm like, I don't know about pot. I gotta learn. But I so, guess that's totally good that bl-
1: I'm So there. We, we need to know where to find an archive of the articles that you've written To Are those on your website?
2: They are on my website. Um if you go to canasexual. dot com, um, I have a link to actually no, I'm lying. If you go to <laughs> askmancer dot com slash media I have a list of all of the articles that I've ever written or have had written about me.
1: Nice. Awesome.
0: And one more question before we go. Ashley Mansa, are you under the influence right now? I am not. Oh. I am. <laughs> you all get it.
1: I totally am.
0: <laughs> well, okay.
2: I am not I am Hellraiser OG. Sober as a priest. Oh well we'll oh, we'll, we'll wrap up
0: so you can go indulge. <laughs> and
2: kick oh yeah, back and my, relax. my lover. <laughs> My lover B and I have a uh, Facetime date as soon as we Ooh. get off. So you are going to get off as soon as we get off, and get off, and then get off. Awesome! All
0: right. Well, thank you for talking to us, Ashley. Ashley yeah, Manta, that. we
1: love you so much. You are so amazing, and you make me so happy every time I see you. And I just wanted to say what an amazing person you are, and how I've loved watching you blossom over the years. And you have just become the most amazing entrepreneur, coach, and speaker that I've ever known. You are absolutely incredible, and I love you and appreciate you.
0: Thank
2: you so much, Ken. I really love you and Sunny and I appreciate you both so much. You have been such wonderful role models to me. You have been unbelievably helpful in giving me advice on like how to charge for things and how to get my name out there and like i really attribute a lot of my growth professionally to having you two in my life so Aww. this is just a massive mutual appreciation society y'all are freaking amazing Aww,
0: we're having a moment we started with a moment and we ended, ended with, with a moment, moment. All right. love you ashley i'm getting
1: love diabetes <laughs>
0: bye bye, bye. bye.